following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. We got Coach Gordon Roberts with us this weekend. And Coach, the NFL Hall of Fame class of 2015 is here. And the late, great Frank Gifford. We've lost another great one, another NFL great. Frank Gifford, probably best known for um, his Monday night football. But uh, we've lost a great. How's it going, Coach? Going great, Daryl. You're right. We did lose a great one. One of the last uh, Hall of Famers that played both ways that was still living. Uh, a lot of people didn't realize he played probably as many downs at the beginning of his career on defense as he did on offense. Yeah, you know, and um, you know, you told me something earlier today that uh, Frank Gifford, one of the first players to to knowingly um, suffer a concussion on the field during a game, right? And uh, actually lost consciousness during the game. Yeah, and I guess a lot of us wouldn't wouldn't know that he was actually 84 years old uh, unless you read it in the papers today because, you know, Frank has always looked youthful and uh, and because we saw him on TV and Monday Night Football, you know, all the makeup and everything, he always looked and sound very youthful as well. And his wife is uh, one of those icons that's on TV every day, and she's, I didn't realize she was 21 years younger than Frank. And uh, it, it was, you know, it was interesting, uh, their relationship. They had uh, two children uh, between uh, their marriage. And uh, I think you were the one that told me that their son was 25, was the youngest. Yeah, yeah. And I remember when their son was born, you know, she was on this on the Regison uh, Catholic Lee show for a long time. She used to always talk about her son, Cody, her son, Cody. And... Um, I guess that's when I realized I, I, I knew it then. I'm like, man, Frank, he's almost robbing the cradle. You know, he's a, he's an old guy, you know, and this, this lady, Kathy Lee, she was not much older than me at the time, you know? Yeah. So, but I'm not mad she, at Frank. She didn't stay 37 as long as you did. Coach. <laughs> well, we, we, we don't know that coach, you know, cause I'm sure if you don't, if you don't see Kathy Lee's age on Wikipedia, you probably won't get it from her mouth. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, but this is a great loss, you know, and we haven't heard Frank or heard from him in a long time. And I guess a lot of people didn't really know that um, that he was ill or he was uh, sick in any way. But um, it came as quite a surprise to me 
to uh, to know that you know we've lost uh, Frank Giffen. And it did. It just said that uh, uh, that his death was related to his age, but it never sounded like that he had been suffering, or you didn't hear about him fighting some kind of disease. So I don't know. Well, you know, and I'm not going to question it, um, but. You know, it, he has been out of the spotlight for um, for a while now, um, but he'll be he'll be definitely missed in the world of football. And I'm sure um, tonight on Monday Night Football, they're going to do some kind of tribute to him and um, throughout the entire NFL season of Monday Night Football, because Frank Gifford has been such a a, a legendary. Um, a vocal part of uh, Monday Night Football, being a commentator on it for many, many years, back all the way back to the 70s um, until the 90s. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I'm sure Frank came into the 2000s on the Monday Night Football. So um, he'll be sorely missed, and, um, and you know, and, and and God bless him and his fam- God bless his family, and our deepest sympathy go out to them. But coach, yesterday we had the NFL Hall of Fame game. And Saturday we had the NFL um, Hall of Fame inductees. Yeah, some great people went in. Yeah, you know, and and, and some people um, took a minute to get there. You know, um, Tim Brown, uh, he didn't go in on the first ballot Hall of Fame, and a lot of people have been questioning when was Tim Brown going into the Hall of Fame. Um, now we know. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 you know. Um, the bus went in, running back. You know, uh, I love the seals running backs make it, especially one like uh, him. Betts was he, he was the typical pounded at you guy downhill runner. Yeah, he he, he was, and um, and and the bus deservingly so um, be, being put in the Hall of Fame. You know, I. I, he, he came in as a as a Los Angeles Ram as a Los Angeles Ram, and um, as a matter of fact, he moved to St. Louis when the Rams went to St. Louis, and then he actually became a Pittsburgh Steeler, and, and I think it's uh, um, I think he's deserving of of of, um, of his position going into the NFL Hall of Fame. Oh, I agree. I completely. Yeah. And you know, with the offensive line, you know, I always love to see those offensive linemen make it in. Oh yeah, yeah, and um, well, I guess one of the people that that probably deserves a lot of recognition for um for making it into the to the Hall of Fame, and and who who was definitely his presence was definitely missed yesterday, and I just don't think we talk enough about it. Is uh, is Junior Seau? Uh, his daughter uh, accepted his um recognition into the Hall of Fame. And, uh, you know, Junior Seau um, took his own life um, some years back, and um, we're still questioning um, how much did the NFL affect him taking his own life, you know. Um, So it's almost a bittersweet, him going in, but to know that what he went through to get in, um, wow. And to know that a lot of guys that are not going into the Hall of Fame or will never see the Hall of Fame, what they go through on a daily basis from what they put into this game. 
Uh, Daryl, one of the things that's sad, uh, and uh, my brief brush with the NFL and yours, uh, we know a lot of stories of a lot of guys that did spend a few years with the league, but uh, their life didn't turn out as for them like they thought it would. And and you're right, Coach, and, and you're right. And, uh, Junior C.I. a prime example of that, but there are dozens of other, hundreds of other uh, athletes that are that are maybe not dealing with the with the physical scars, but they have the psychological scars, and um, and and trust me, uh, we all dealing with a lot, uh, probably a whole lot more memory loss than the average person that's walking around uh, at our age. But um, Charles Haley went into the Hall of Fame, and, um, and deservingly so. Um, yep. You know, Charles Haley was not a was was not a, a Lawrence Taylor kind of. Uh, outside linebacker, he was almost a hybrid, an outside linebacker, defensive end. He he was a super pass rusher and, and an, an awesome player for the 49ers and a very dominant player when he got to Dallas as well. And, and, and Coach, I think the most I remember about him was he was one of the first guys that I remembered that, you know, they put his hand down in the dirt and he would rush you as an end and then he would stand you up and uh, would play the corner uh, and, and the edge of the play. And so he was one of the first hybrids, like you were saying, that I thought that way about. Oh, yeah. And I, I really think um, Charles Haley is, is you know, he's going to go down as one of the best pass rushers to ever play the game. And, and But, but we'll, we'll always be comparing those pass rushes to people like, like, um, like Lawrence Taylor. And he was not that kind of guy, but he was such a wiry and long and physical guy that uh, you had to know where he was lined up every time. You know, every every quarterback had to know where how uh, where Charles Haley was going to be lined up on every play that he was on the field. Yeah, but uh, Ron Wolf, go ahead, Coach. Who go ahead? Uh, Ron Wolf, an executive for the um, uh, Green Bay Packers, the guy that brought Brett Favre from Atlanta in a trade to um, to Green Bay. And got that whole thing rolling. Then they eventually got Reggie White and eventually won the Super Bowl. Right. So, uh, you know, he gets credit for that. But uh, he gets credit for uh, uh, basically building that um, that Green Bay program back to, to being something real special. Because it was a long time. A lot of people don't may not even remember that Green Bay was not a very good team. No. And, uh, Coach, uh, a lot of people don't realize that there were a lot of coaches after Lombardi. I mean, it, would, it went for a while before they uh, had a, uh, what you would call a, a, a special team. Oh, yeah. It, it, it was a very long time. And, um, and, and I, I guess uh, Wolf would have to get a lot of credit for that. Because now they're still a formidable, formidable team after Brett Favre. You know, they went from being basically nothing to Brett Favre being something, and now they're still something. And I guess that's what's, what's important is that they're still re- relevant. And some of these teams, you know, we, 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 a prime example is Tampa Bay. You know, they won a Super Bowl, but they went back down to being irrelevant. Right, right. And ever since uh, uh, Brett Favre's days, Green Bay has been in the mix just about every year. 
Yeah, well, you know, they, and, and, and I guess that's a, an example of how important a quarterback is because, you know, um, Brett Favre was, repri- was replaced with what we consider now as the best quarterback in the NFL, and, and that's uh, Aaron Rodgers. You know, and I guess that lets us know how, how important it is to um, have a franchise quarterback. To have a franchise quarterback, yeah. And I guess from 1972 to 1995 is how long um, Green Bay went without getting close to the NFC Central. And I, in, in, 19, in, um, in 1995, they won the NFC Central. 96 they won, 97 they won, um, uh, in 2002 they won the NFC North, 2003, 2004, 2007, 2011, 2013, 2014 they won the NFC North. That lets us know how relevant they, they were, you know, because I'm telling you, between 1972 and 1995, 1994, this team was not relevant. They, they, they were almost like the, this, the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, there were like two decades where they were pretty, you know, yeah, pretty average. Yeah. They they were average. So uh, Ron Wolf deserves a, a, a lot of that, a, a lot of um, credit for 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 bringing this team back from from the dead to um, to being a formidable team. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, um, and Peyton Manning's old coach. Um, he can't. He got into the Hall of Fame too, deservingly so. Well, I think you know, coaches uh, that go into the Hall of Fame, they definitely have to work a little harder to get there. Yeah, and it was it was uh, the general manager, um, uh, Bill Palin. Right. Yeah. He well, he you know, and he's deservingly so, really. Um, um, before Peyton Manning, the Indianapolis Colts. Were terrible. Uh, say it loud. I mean, they yeah. were very, very bad. I mean, this this was this was the laughing stock of of the of the league. They they were not a good team, and um, and making and they, the decision and making the decision to get Peyton Manning. A lot of people thought that they needed a lot more than just a quarterback, but he's the one that turned that program around, and that was the decision basically of the general manager. Yeah, and and the thing that it was a it was a big question mark whether they were going to take Peyton Manning or whether they were, gonna, were they were going to take Ryan Leaf, you know. And we all know if you know anything about football, Ryan Leaf became a, a super bus, and uh, and Peyton Manning is is a is a legendary um, quarterback who's definitely going to be a Hall of Famer, a first ballot Hall of oh, Famer. Oh yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. So, you know, uh not only did and uh, not only Napoleon make that team um rele- relevant, they've continued to be relevant. I mean, to this day they're still a formidable opponent. They're not one of those teams that that win a championship and you never hear anything else from them, you know. <clears throat> well, coach, I think that it's it's uh wonderful that that uh, people recognize that the game is important at all levels. Oh, yeah. 
and, and if you know anything about the game, um, all it's it's like a puzzle. It all works together. You know, if you got a good general manager, you're gonna have a good coach. You got a good coach, you're gonna have a good team. If you got some good teammates, you're gonna win some games. And it all works together. But all it takes is one of them to not be good, and you're not gonna you're not gonna be successful. And uh, and these guys that have, that made it to the Hall of Fame, all of them were successful. Uh, Tim Brown even played in a Super Bowl, didn't win a Super Bowl, but he played in a Super Bowl. Uh, Bettis won a Super Bowl. Napoleon won a Super Bowl. Um, Wolf won a Super Bowl. Charles Haley, multiple Super Bowls with Dallas and the 49ers. Uh, so th- this was a very productive class that we saw um, go into the Hall of Fame um, this year, Coach. Yeah, and it was it was good to see. Oh, yeah. It's very good to see. Yeah. But, Coach, um, you know, um, the game itself, I'd, I'd like to say uh, I, I thought the game was it, was it was a preseason football game, the Hall of Fame game. You know, I, that's all you could say. You, you don't expect to see starters play a lot. You almost have to judge the game on the, on the interior of the game. When I look at these preseason games, I'm looking at what's happening in the interior. Who's... Whose offensive line is 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 being productive? Whose defensive line is making penetration? That's what I'm looking for in the pre in the preseason game. Yeah, well, it was good to see. Uh, I think Bridgewater is still kind of a question mark, and I think it was uh, good to see him have a pretty good quarter. They let him play that first series, and and that's good. Yeah, you know, and uh, I, th- I, th- I thought Teddy Bridgewater um, did a pretty good job. I, I really did. I, th- I was quite pleased with the way he played. Um, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna take another an, an, the next step uh, this upcoming season. Um, I think he's probably gonna play better than any of those quarterbacks quarterbacks that played uh, that came in the class with him, including. I don't even want to talk about Johnny Johnny Football. You know, Johnny Manziel, I don't think he's going to ever live up to what we thought he was going to be. And I really think he's ahead of Jake Bortles right now as a player, um, as a leader. Um, you know, he really showed a lot of a leadership in a little bit of time that we saw him play last night. Uh, he took command of the huddle. Um, he was on point. I really think, you know, he made a bad throw late, uh, threw the ball a little bit late and a little bit behind the receiver. But hey, a great receiver, a good receiver would have caught that ball, and uh, I think um, Teddy's going to even get better than what what we saw last night for sure. And coach, I think the only other rookie uh, that uh, did much uh, this past year was the car kid out at Oakland. I think he kind of matured as the season went on and won him some games late. And yeah, I, I think him and uh, Bridgewater and maybe. I'm hoping Bortles uh, will turn out to be a good one, but I, yeah. I think it's in the future. I think those are the three we'll, we'll probably be um, keeping our eye on to see what's going to happen with um, with those three quarterbacks: Bridgewater, Bortles, and um, and and the, and the kid out on um, Carr out in Oakland. And I think Carr was more or less just 
you know, forced to play, and he played on a bad team. But we did see some bright spots from him. Um, Bridgewater, I think he has more talent around him and probably definitely a better organization to play for. Hey, guys, you listen to Sports Info. You and on the Voice America Radio. We'll be back with more sports information. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888 346 9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, Coach Steve Smith says he's retiring after this season. Says he's putting the cliques up. Says he's going to go home and be a better father, spend more time with his kids, and uh, leave this football thing alone. So he's made enough money, he saved his money, he's just gonna gonna let it go. Coach, you know, I've always been a fan of Steve Smith. They told him at the beginning that he was too short and too slow. Now they're telling him last year they said when he went to uh when he went to uh the Ravens that he was too old and he still caught over uh I think he was the highest and most productive receiver they had and Joe Flacco said they he was glad that he came back for this year. Yeah, you know, um, wow. Has has 17,672 total yards, ranked 10th among in NFL history, and 75 career touchdowns. This guy's no joke, Coach. Um, and, 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 and a 15-year veteran, I know you got to be putting up some heavy numbers 
to play 15 years, but most of these years, this guy's been a starter. You know, here, here's a guy that played in his 14th season, season last year, and, uh, and he was a, a very productive player. You know, the most productive receiver that team had, the, the, uh, the Ravens had. And, Coach, uh, you know, he may be end up being like a Tim Brown. He may be one of those guys that uh, doesn't get a chance uh, at the uh, Hall of Fame simply because uh, he never played on a great team. Yeah, and, and um, he, it's probably going to take a minute for him to make it to the Hall of Fame, but the numbers that he's put up, um, I think that's going to speak volume for him. So we might see him slip into um, to a Hall of Fame class in five years that may not be so, in six years that may not be so dominant that uh, he might have an opportunity with the numbers that he's, that he's uh, put up to uh, possibly slip into the Hall of Fame. But with no Super Bowls and not ever playing in a Super Bowl, it might, it might hurt him. I agree. Uh, you know? I think, right. Yeah, I think that might, I, that might hurt him. But, you know, um, Coach, not to, not to get off track a little bit, but I just want to say this a little bit. Say this for a second. You know, Michael Sam's had his debut in the Canadian Football League a couple of days, couple of days ago. And I've been watching some Canadian Football League lately because there has not been any football on. But um, his teammates are basically saying the same thing that we're saying. You know, he's, in, he's on the internet every day. His picture's in the paper. And what is he doing? He's not doing anything. You know, it'd be different if he if his picture was in the paper for making a sack in the Canadian Football League. This guy's not doing anything, and it just it's it's going to become a, a um, he's 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 bringing too much attention to himself, and I think um, for the wrong reasons. For the wrong reasons, and it's going to catch up with him because you got to be a producer to collect checks at this point in, in any league. In any right. league. And the thing about it is, Coach, uh, you know, it, your sh- main thing, your sexuality shouldn't be the main reason they report about you. Well, maybe should- that's what he's saying. You know, yeah. maybe he's saying he had to collect some of this money because he came out. If he hadn't come out, he'd probably be in the NFL collecting checks. But because he came out and said he was gay, um, he thinks that people are holding this against him. So maybe he's trying to make money off of publicizing his homosexuality. Well, I agree with you. I think that's exactly what he's doing. I hope that's not what he's doing because that's terrible. That's bad. That's not a good thing. It's going to catch up with you. You know, karma is not a good... It's, it's, it's a bad. Karma is not a good thing to be messing around with. You want your karma to be strong and positive and straight. You know, you don't want to be playing games with people, you know, trying to make money off of... Uh, uh, he should be a model if that's what he wants to make money off of, Coach. <laughs> yeah. But, hey, I'm going to leave. Go ahead. I've seen the guy. He's not going to be a model. Okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Coach, uh, there's been quite a few um, fisticuffs in the NFL um, in the last couple of days. Um, we saw the Washington Redskins and the Texans go at it uh, in a big-time fight in a in a, in a – in a squad practice amongst these two teams. Um, but I guess one that's been most disturbing to me was to see um, Cam Newton, a quarterback, in a fight. And um, 
to see quarterbacks in a fight is disturbing because these guys walk around with red or bright colored, bright pink jerseys on. So we can't touch them at all. And for him to engage in uh, a fight with someone that had a, intercepted a pass from him is just it's, it's crazy. It makes no sense. And if he had and if he had broke his pinky on the throwing arm, on the throwing hand, we'd be saying what a fool he is right now. So I think he really has to really grow up quick. And how how many more times am, am I going to say this about a player that I like to see play the game? When are you going to grow up, man? Well, coach, you know we we talk about it every week about somebody. You know, uh, uh, the Smith issue last week and this week can't. These guys are paid millions of dollars. And uh, I, I know you remember the year that uh, Tom Coughlin invited all the local high school coaches in Florida to come to uh, one of their, you know, they put on a day clinic. I don't know. I'm sure you remember. but I do. Uh, the guy that was his offensive line coach, and that's when they had Tony Baselli, and, and they were quite good at that time for a new franchise. And the guy that was the offensive line coach says, he says, yeah, he says, I holler and scream at millionaires every day. He says, but that doesn't make them smart just because they're millionaires. <laughs> well, that's exactly right, coach. Uh, Cam Newton got $100 million. And what if he would have fractured? You said just broke his pinky. What if he had have fractured his right hand and affected him being able to play for the rest of his career? What would he do? What will Cam Newton be able to do? I hope the guy has enough skills that he can do something else after football. But what could he have done if yesterday he hit a helmet and broke his hand and it wouldn't repair? Like hey, you're saying, how smart is that? It's not very smart. And, um, and, and Cam has to wake up sooner or later. You know, we, we, I just couldn't imagine Brady in a fight in practice. I couldn't imagine anyone fighting Brady in practice. Well, you know, and Brady is a is a different quarterback than Cam Newton. I'm not saying that he or gets Peyton the same Manning. treatment. Or you know. Peyton Manning or Drew Brees or any of those guys. They're Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Give me a break. Tony Romo. Can you imagine a, de- a, no. a defensive back having a fight with Tony Romo? Uh-uh. Not at no. all. It would it would never happen because, you know, for one thing, we'd be afraid that we might hurt Tony Romo. Right. And no one wants to do that. You know, and but from what we hear about this fight is that Cam Newton got very upset because um because um the guy intercepted his pass and Cam tried to tackle him and the kid stiff armed him. Now that's, that's football. That's football, coach. That's, that's football. football. You're going to try to tackle me. I'm going to step on you. Give right. me a break. That's You're going to throw a bad pass. I'm going to intercept it. That's what yeah. my job is. Yeah. They're trying to make a squad. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, this is another story that's kind of, that took me for a loop. Is that uh, Richie Incognito, a recently signed offensive lineman with the um, Buffalo Bills, it's talking trash to um, Roger Goodell. What? Yeah. Huh. The guy must not realize he almost not in the league. 
once again, we're talking about guys that aren't very smart, I guess. He said to tell that um, he said he, the Wells report came in slanted against him, and Roger Goodell is basically a bully. Now, I'm, I guess, if you have an opportunity to come back to the league and he make a ton of money, you know, it, it's an. I think my dad may have told me this before I went to college. He said, "Son, it is best to be silent and thought a fool." than to speak and remove all doubt. Sometimes best just to keep your mouth shut, man. Don't say nothing. You know, let everybody know you're a fool. Just shut your mouth. Yeah, make them think that you might not be. Right. As long as you're quiet, we're thinking you may have some sense in your head. But boy, when you open that pie hole, then we know that you have no sense. And Richie Incognito, he really, he you know, he's up here ripping Roger Goodell and, um, and, the Ted, and Ted Wells, and he should really be almost kissing Roger Goodell's feet for uh, letting him come back to the league. And I don't mean it like that, but I think he should really show a little more gratitude and a little more appreciation because the same guy that got him kicked out of the league um, is no longer in the league. Right. You know? So I think right. he should really, really... Um, be quiet and play football. Yeah, because this kid, Jonathan Martin, here he is. His back is, he's having problems with his back, so he says. And he's no longer going to ever gonna play NFL football. And who's to say that people still harass him the way he allowed Richie Incognito to handle him paying for Vegas trips for the whole offensive line, and he wasn't even a rookie. Come on. So I, I just didn't understand that, but... I really think Richie Incognito should really take a to, today. Sometimes he should write a letter of apology to Roger Goodell for making these stupid comments um, the last couple of days. So he should really keep his mouth shut, Coach. Yeah, he needs to just let his career go where it goes, and you know, don't you know? Even if you don't feel like, even if you felt that what he said was right, you don't have to voice it. Like your dad says, make them think you might not be stupid. Right. You know, and, and Richie Incognito, here's a guy that probably may have um, four, five more years in the league if he's lucky. Yeah, at the most. You know, probably yeah. three for linemen. Yeah. Exactly, Coach. And and, and here and he and he's around here um, <laughs> talking trash to Roger Goodell. Yeah, come on, uh, uh, hey, chill out, man, chill out. And, you know, and and, and Cognito, he's you know, thirty two years old. You know, yeah, he he's not a young guy at that position. He's lucky if he'll be able to play to thirty eight years, thirty thirty five years old. Yeah, so, he's probably got three years left in the league. Yeah, be quiet, man, and go out gracefully and and try and get as much money as you can. Because now people are looking at you and they're probably afraid to take a chance on you because the things that you say. Just keep your mouth shut, man, and, and, and do your job. Yeah? Keep your Coach, mouth shut, do your it's job. It's guys like that, you know, uh, his mouth got him in trouble to begin with. And, uh, and then he got kind of spanked. And now he's going to make comments, you know. I, I, I'm hoping that Tom Brady 
is smart enough to realize, I, I think his coach is, just to be quiet, be glad that they won a Super Bowl, and let the deflate gate go away. And, uh, you know, if he if they keep stirring that pot, uh, my youngest son and I were talking about it. He feels like if they they get an injunction and he gets to play at the beginning of the season and, and then it's held instead late in the season, now you're having to miss those four games. I think it could be real devastating to your team. Yeah, you're right. Or or they play and um, then they forfeit the four games. You know, if if they if if they go to the to, to the courts and then the courts say okay, but then the, the NFL appeal and the NFL appeals when they can come back and say okay, well those four games that you guys won, we're gonna take those games away from you. So it's you just never know, and I really think the New England Patriots and um, and and in Belichick, I think they're really ready to just let this go, put this behind them, and say, hey, maybe we can win one game or two games or three games with Garoppolo, and um, maybe we, and then Tom comes back, and he'll be hungry, and we'll be back in the playoffs next year. And I, that's the way I think the Patriots are thinking. I think Tom Brady is trying to save face a little bit by stringing this thing out through the courts and and everything else, Coach. I don't think he really wants to deal with the courts. No, I think I think he's going to make uh, a good face ve- face motion and then say, oh, for the good of the game, I'm going to take it. Yeah. So when do you think he's going to come out and say that, in two weeks or three weeks? Uh, the week before the first regular season game. Yeah. Yeah, or, or the last – the last preseason game, a week before the last preseason game, so it won't be a big circus of who's going to start, uh, him or Garoppolo. So within the next two weeks, he'll come out and say, um, um, I'm just going to take my punishment and I'm going to be done with it. Um, the NFL has already gotten enough of my money, giving them back money that they've given me. So it'll be a big story, something like that. Yeah. And yeah. If, if it if it plays out like that, I think that's a good way for it to go. Otherwise, it's going to be too much of a distraction for his team and for the NFL. And you and I both know that um, if there's one coach in football that's not going to allow things to distract his team, it's that, oh, guy, that, it's that guy that cut Tim Tebow. Yeah. You know <laughs> you mean? Early in the season. He cut Tim Tebow early because he saw the distraction, didn't want to deal with it. Yeah. You know? So I think he, he's the kind of guy that's going to keep the distractions to a minimum, and uh, he's not going to let the Tom Brady uh, distraction get in the way of anything either, Coach. Oh, I agree. I yeah. completely agree. By no means. So Tom Brady will let it go, and that'll be a good thing because the NFL needs this to – uh, to be behind them because it'll be another um, it, it'll be another scandal somewhere real close, not far in the next few days, the next week or so, some kind of scandal in the NFL because hey, that's what it's all about. Something's going to be it's always going to be news being made by players, by by coaches, by assistant coaches, somebody. And it's always not it's not always news. A lot of times it's because we're so intrigued by these people 
and the association with the league that we want to know. And we make it a bigger story or bigger news than it really is. is. Yeah. 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 So, guys, let's keep making the NFL big news because we love some national football. Guys, we'll be right back with more sports info on the Voice America Radio. internet flagship station for sports voice america sports are you a real sports fan get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lassiter formerly with the Arizona Cardinals San Diego Chargers and St. Louis Rams Kwame's got the experience so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lassiter's sports talk it's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Surfing is taking the world by storm. It's not just the sport itself, but the culture that surrounds it. From music to fashion, art, and competition, Surf Talk Show is a place that will showcase it all. Your hosts are JJ and the Doctor, two surfing enthusiasts who have lived and traveled the lifestyle and culture. They'll bring you the knowledge and entertainment that'll keep you riding the wave. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. on the West Coast, 2 p.m. East Coast on Voice America Sports. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, Coach, last week we got a little bit into the NFL. We trying to do this thing alphabetically order, alphabetical order. And we talked about the Denver Broncos and Peyton Manning and um, uh, Demarius Thomas and some of those receivers he got coming back. But we really didn't talk uh, about the defense at all um, on this Denver Broncos team. And I guess uh, one of the players that stand out to me is this kid, Vaughn Miller. You know, and I and Von Miller, he suffered some some issues last year, last year where he was suspended for maybe some uh, some kind of substance abuse. He was also dealing with some um, injuries last year. But if we could, if this kid could get healthy, 
uh, I think he's going to be a, a real dominant player in this league and for um, the Denver Broncos. I agree with you. He's a playmaker, and defensively, that's what Denver needs. They need some playmakers on defense. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, um, and Coach, when we move down the line to the Detroit um, Lions, I tell you, this kid Stafford has been a very good quarterback for a long time, but he's almost invisible when it comes to the playoffs. And, and, and to me, I'm not so sure if I'm about to fall into this trap that, that Stafford is just a little undersized. He's not very tall. He's not tall enough to be that, that quarterback that's going to take you places in this league. Oh, Coach, I can't agree with you on that one because Drew Drew Brees is a is shorter than him. Uh, I think it's been that he's been you know he's had that one great receiver, but he hasn't had that great back to get some heat off of him. And I think if Detroit would have ever had a great back to go along with Calvin Hill, and uh, they they could have gone a long way because I think their defense has been. Uh, pretty consistent the last few years. Well, well, you know, and um, they have one of those running backs out of the draft that a lot of people are really uh, he's on he's on that can't wait to see if he's going to be able to handle it kind of guy. Um, Amir Adula, the guy from um, Nebraska, Nebraska, the running back yeah. from Nebraska, and um, so we'll see. We'll see. He might be able to help them take some of that load off of Stafford. And, and Stafford is not—he's not short. He's six-three. He seems to play as a, as a short quarterback for some reason or another to me. He just he doesn't, doesn't play. He, he, he yeah. doesn't come over the top with his delivery. That's another that, and that may be the reason he hasn't gone very far in the playoffs too, because that sidearm delivery—we've seen that it it hurts some quarterbacks. And yeah. coach, there's a, there's a question that. Uh, he doesn't throw a great long ball, but I don't know, Coach. When he came out of when he came out of Georgia, <clears throat> I thought he was going to be something special. And he and I'm not saying that he hasn't had some good years, but would you consider him one of the elite quarterbacks in the league? I wouldn't. I would say that he was a, a, a good quarterback, but he's not one that can carry the squad. Uh, you know, when Calvin Hill went down. Uh, their their passing game falls apart. Exactly, and um, when we start talking about elite quarterbacks, we start throwing names like Aaron Rodgers and Peyton Manning. Um, no, he he can't sniff their finger, Coach. No, I mean no, he, he's not even in the same classroom as these guys. So he still has a ways to go. At the same time, um, he has weapons, though. You know, I mean this this guy. He has Calvin Johnson. He has Golden Tate. You know these are these are these are serious receivers. Yeah, well, he got Golden Tate last year, Coach. That was something that helped him uh, when Calvin Hill went down. But uh, and you know they could have a pretty nice run. It just it's going to be real hard for anybody to knock off Green Bay in that league. I think. I, I think you're right. You know, and speaking of Green Bay. Um, Hey, that man, that quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, probably the best quarterback in the NFL right now. He has Jordy Nelson, um, an elite uh, receiver. He has Randall Cobb, an, an, an elite receiver. And he has Eddie Lacy, probably one of the best running backs in the league. Yeah, Coach. 
you can't stack the box on them. And, uh, and, and as far as that goes, uh, he's still uh, got some running ability himself. Uh, Aaron Rodgers doesn't like to run anymore, but he has that ability to hurt you. If you go to man under and uh, give him a lane, he'll take it. Without a doubt, Coach. And um, and when you got, like I said, um, Randall Cobb and Jordy Nelson on the outside, two prolific uh, route runners, hey, that makes a big difference. And they and these guys have played together for a while. You know, this is not like they it's a rookie and a veteran quarterback. You know, Jordy Nelson, <clears throat> you know, he's he's been in the league for a long time, Coach. Um, and 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 Cobb, they kept Cobb. They were afraid that when he hit free agency, that they were going to lose him, but they didn't. You know, and Jordan Nelson, he eight years experience. Randall Cobb, they were able to keep him, and he's been in the league for five years. You know, th- these guys have been it's around. This is their prime of their life in yeah. the league. Yeah, they're definitely in the prime of their of their of their careers. And it doesn't seem as though, but Aaron Rodgers has been around for eleven years. That's a long time. Well, for two years now he watched uh Brat uh play. But for nine years he's been a starter, and those nine years he's been very, very productive. Oh yeah, he, he has been very very productive. And um I, I, I see this team possibly going to the Super Bowl this year, to be honest with you. Coach, they're, they, they're, if their defense steps up, and they feel like their defense will step up a little bit more this year, if their defense is able to step up this year, I think they'll be real hard to beat. I, I think they will. On the other hand, Coach, to Houston, uh, Houston Texans, this is a team that's, that's really on the, on, a, on a downward spiral. You know, they, they have this kid, um, DeAndre Hopkins, at wide receiver, but on the other side, they got Cecil Short, uh, a reject from the um, Jacksonville Jaguars. Not to call him a reject from the Jaguars, but this is a guy that didn't have a very good career in Jacksonville. And who's who to think that he's going to have a good career in um, in Houston when Brian Hoyer is going to be his receiver? He's going to be his quarterback. Well, Coach, you know, I think there's a couple of things that, you know, their, their defense is still going to be very special. Uh, you know, the rookie last year that got injured that was the, the number one pick. If he and um, the Watt factor uh, can cause the havoc that I think they're capable of, uh, they could easily uh, be contenders in that league. Yeah, I could see I could see that on defense, Coach. But, you know, Jadavian Clowney, we haven't seen him play – a down in a regular season game. And yeah, JJ Watt, he's the real deal. And and let's don't forget they brought on Brent Vince Woolfolk, who still appears to have some dominance left in him. But with with that kind of offense, uh and and that and um Aaron Foster, he's down. He's not gonna be playing um for at least they say he could be out for um three to six weeks. Coach Listen to me when I tell you that this kid blew the running back from LSU. I think that uh, he may have some special uh, moments this coming year while Adrian Foster is getting well. I, I hope so. 
You know, well, I, I, I really do. I, the only thing I see is, like you said, the Alfred quarterback Luke. position. The quarterback position. If Hoyer, all he has to do is manage, I think they'll be all right. Uh, and if, uh, if they can win uh, nine or ten games, uh, they might be able to make the playoffs. They, they, they might. You know, we saw um, we saw the, the Carolina Panthers make the playoffs last year with eight wins, Coach. You right. Know. But um, the Indianapolis Colts, um, they're up next. And, you know, Andrew Luck has turned out to be a, a really, really deal. nice quarterback. A He's really real good quarterback. Coach. He is the real deal. At the same time, I think this kid, T.Y. Hilton, has turned out to be the real deal as well. Now, talking about the Houston uh, Texans, well, they gave up their old-time great receiver, who I think is going to feel real special in Indianapolis. I think he's going to go in there and and be the guy that uh, Luck is really going to find some good moments with. And, hey, Andre Johnson is um, in his 13th year out of University of Miami. A lot of people weren't really happy from what we hear in the Indianapolis Colts locker room that they drafted Philip Dorsett um, early in the draft. I think that I think he was a first-round draft pick for right. um, for this team. And a lot of people were really not very happy to uh, to see them go out and, and get this this young man. I was. I think he's a, a, a super talent. I think he's 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 got blazing speed. He has that world-class sprinter speed. I think he can catch balls at, at one yard and turn it, turn it into 80 yards really quick. Um, I'm excited to see, um, see him play this, this season. And I really think we're going to see some positive things. I think he's going to make some people eat those words. If nothing else, his punt return abilities, skills are going to, um, are going to make people eat those words. And coach, the other factor for uh, luck is Gore. I think Gore still got a little bit of uh, gas in the tank, and I think he wants to send a message to some people. And I think he'll be one of those ones that uh, has a very special season this year. I, I think I think Frank Gore um, does have a lot left in his tank. I think uh, I think Frank wants to prove to. Um, some people that he still has has what it takes to win, and I think he wants to be on a winning team. And um, I know him and Andre Johnson are good friends, and maybe that's another reason he chose to go there is to, to, to play with Andre Johnson. And I don't think it's anybody in the league that has a has a, a harder work ethic than Frank Gore or Andre Johnson. I saw these guys play at practice and play at the University of Miami. And if you know the story of Frank Gore and um, what he's come through to get where he is, you, you, and, if, and we've talked about, on, talked about this on this show before, having a Ph.D., being poor, hungry, and desperate. Well, Frank had a Ph.D., and um, he's a living witness that if you really want something hard enough and bad enough, You'll go out and get it, and you'll work hard enough to get it. Uh, Frank suffered two knee injuries, tore both ACL and, and the right and the left knee, uh, recovered from those injuries, and turned out to be a Pro Bowl NFL running back, and he's still playing in the league to this day. And, Coach, how apt, Poe, I mean, how great would it be if these two guys could make it to the Super Bowl right at the end of their career with Annapolis 
and uh, I think that would be very sweet, poetic justice. I think it would, too. And um, Andre Johnson, he's been in the league for 13 years, and uh, Frank Gore, he's been in the league for 11 years. So, yeah, these two guys, um, it, it would be something real special to see them um, win a championship and, and do very well um, in Indianapolis. And coach, I tell you what, uh, both those guys, I know you know them well, uh, are those kind of guys that uh, will bring, you know, a lot of times you get an older veteran who comes in the locker room and he's not well received. I am sure that the locker room at Indianapolis is reaping great benefits because both these guys have such a good work ethic. I, I would agree with you, Coach. And, hey, we all know that Chuck Magano, he was a graduate assistant at the University of Miami and actually became a, a defensive back coach at the University of Miami. And, hey, it's not surprising to see him have some University of Miami players on his squad. Hey, Chuck, congratulations on coming back strong and healthy and keep up the good work, guy. You're listening to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Radio. We'll be back next week with more sports information. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.